Pauline Hanson, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Matt. Pretty well, thank you. Happy New Year to you, Pauline. Look, same to you and everyone else that's listening to your program. Yes, and I hope they have a very um, happy and safe year ahead of them. Yeah, I think so. It's going to be challenging, obviously, with uh, what's going on. <laughs> what do you make of all of the stuff that's going on regarding Novak Djokovic? It seems to be the only thing that everybody wants to talk about on Talkback this morning, which is fair enough. It's in the news cycle. We understand that it's a bit yeah. of a distraction, but uh, what do you make of it all? All right, my personal opinion is I normally give it to you what I think anyway. Yes, please. Okay, all right. He applied for the visa to come to Australia. It was it was accepted, and when he got here to Australia, he actually showed the documentation, which was up to what he was supposed to do. Um, I think that if Alex Hawke, and I like Alex Hawke as the Immigration Minister, I get on extremely well with him. I think he's a de- decent sort of man. But I will warn Alex Hawke and the Prime Minister, if they turn around now, when the courts have ruled for him to stay here and say that he's a health risk, I think they're going to do themselves a lot of harm and damage. Um, I heard what you said about you don't like these people getting in on special cases and, you know, because they're bringing in, and, and they did too, even here in Australia. They bring the cricketers, the footballers, their wives, their girlfriends, they're yeah, allowed to get the footballers where other people can't. I think it stinks. I think mm. it's wrong. Everyone should be treated the same. But Djokovic went through the procedure... He had to be able to get onto a plane. He had to have the visa to come here. Yep. It was proven that he had the paperwork. Well, that's right. The that's right, right thing. Mm. The courts have ruled there is a separation of power between the parliament and the courts, yep. and that's why we have the separation of powers. The courts have ruled in this. We have to acknowledge what the courts have done. This happened previously with um, people that have been detained in Australia, refugees that have gone to courts. The courts have overruled it. The government couldn't do anything about it. Yep. I think in light of the fact that the whole world is watching this now, the courts have ruled he should stay here. Mm. The government should actually, um, you know, accept that and move on. Otherwise, I believe it could do us a lot of damage in the future with tourism, people coming here. And the world see us, the way we're handling this and what's happened in Melbourne, the lockdown, as a basket case, Yeah. the way we've handled COVID. I think that... Um, just move on. Morrison should move on. This will do him a lot of damage. Well, it's an election year. Do you think uh, maybe there's a bit of uh, chest puffing and brow beating because uh, maybe they want to be seen to be tough? Well, tough on one international tourist that's coming out here for a, for a test when he's not tough on the premiers and how he's locked the borders. I can't even see my family because I can't get across the border. I still haven't seen my granddaughter four months old because I can't get across the border. We can't even get across the borders in our own country. So until we sort that out, I've got no time for Morrison. I'm sorry, that's the way I feel about it. The, right. way, the way this whole COVID has been handled, Marcus, has been atrocious. Yeah. And you talk about the Omicron, you know, if the Omicron was brought into the country, if um, Djokovic has been tested for it, he hasn't got the COVID, that tells me that he's clear. He's not, going, he's not a threat to our health if he hasn't got the COVID. Right. The COVID is already here in the country. And uh, people that have the, had the vaccinations are getting the COVID. They've got it and they're passing it on. So um, I think that 
uh, we've got to learn to live with it. And I've said that now for over a year. You have. All right, let's move on. Uh, Let's put that aside. Why mass migration is a massive mistake. An excellent article in today's Australian by Judith Sloan exposing the many negatives of large-scale migration. As she correctly puts it, there was barely a week last year when some lobby group or other wasn't out there spruiking the case for an immediate and substantial increase in the migrant intake. Now, I heard some figures bandied around in the last, uh, well, KPMG, one of the uh, the lobbyists yeah. and uh, those organisations that the government gives a nice big fat contract to, they want 350000 a year, Pauline. They're kidding, aren't they? Well, that's what Morrison was talking about. He announced about um, $2 million over the next five years, so it's 400000 a year. So Morrison has been advocating. See, they've used immigration to prop up the GDP because our productivity has gone down to about 1.3%. Immigration props up the GDP to about 1.7-1.8% this way they want it. Big businesses are encouraging them to take on more migrants for the work because Australians have become, a lot of them are unemployable. What I've been told, about 430,000 are unemployable. Only because a lot of these people can't read or speak English. These are Australians, not foreigners. I'm talking about Australians. Our educational system is pathetic and we've dropped in school and and world standards. So we need to address that. There's a few issues here. Mm. People have to become reliant on the dole, that there's no cut-off point to getting the dole. That needs to be addressed. It should not be a way of life for too many people. People uh, take it for granted. They're propped up by the taxpayer. Governments have done this. Governments, successive governments, Labor and the Liberal and the Nationals, have Mm. encouraged migrants to come in to take up jobs that should belong to Australians, that should go out and work and, and provide for themselves. We look after those who are aged or sick or incapable and real reasons why they can't work. Yeah. Just one other thing, and I suppose it kind of ties in with all of this, um, and it's a story written today in News Corp. Housing crisis has a high-rise solution. The only way is up. The Australian dream of a house on a quarter-acre block is dead, and the future for affordable, environmentally sustainable living is in 65-storey high-rise towers. A new report called Standing Tall has identified the sweet spot in high-rise living that will bring down the cost of homes while also improving the city's green footprint. Have you ever heard so much rubbish in your entire life? Totally agree with you because that's what they've got over in China. And the fact is that's not living. That's, um, you know, we have we have the space, we have the area. And people, you know, if they only get out to some of these country towns, I've been advocating for people to go to these countries, move towns, go and move, go and have a yeah. look at it. Yep. The way of life would be far better than what it would in these cities. But you see, this is where the high immigration will affect because I've said this for the last 26 years, Mark, Marcus, about our immigration and the governments have brought people in overseas, from overseas these countries purely for the vote. They've targeted. Oh, yeah, and for big that. business. They make a, a, a pretty and penny. Big yeah, and absolutely. And big business want these people because they're not controlled by the unions. In fact, they can actually manipulate some of these workers and they're not paying the right money. And big business should be made to actually then train Australians. There must be a percentage of Australians with big business with a percentage of of workers, you know, over a certain number of workers, must be training those ones coming through and not rely on migrants to come into the country. There's a lot of issues. Housing is 
is so unaffordable for a lot of people. The governments and taxpayers cannot keep propping up people. Banks want the increase in, in real estate because they're loaning more money. They're making more profits out of it. Yep. And uh, it's just a vicious circle. Mm. But it comes down to government policy, legislation, how they deal with this. Um, and I feel sorry for the future generations. Well, because that's right. It's only through their parents who leave them some, some money that they may have an opportunity um, to own their own home unless both of them are on a very good income. But then again, somebody's got to sacrifice. They can't have as many children as what they might want. That's right. Uh, look, a big Australia might sound good in theory, but, you know, we have a lack of infrastructure. We have a lack of affordable housing and, you know, a lack of foresight in this area. Yeah. Pauline, great to chat. Uh, wonderful. Mm-hmm. I look forward to our many conversations throughout the year of 2022. Look after All yourself. Right. We'll talk again next week. Thanks, Marcus. Bye-bye. Same to you. My pleasure. Bye-bye. There she is, One Nation Senator Pauline Hanson.